Hi, this is Hannah Hassler. I am so glad that you're joining me here for You Don't Need a Guru, where we dig into personal practices that you can develop in your own life to really help you in your journey of transformation, personal growth. I am all about openness, curiosity, and compassion. And I really hope that this can be a place where you can learn some practices that may help you on your personal journey. Hello. Something that has really been driven home for me in the past couple months is this idea of how we do not need a guru. (laughs) Right? And... I say that because I feel like what I see is so many people are looking for answers, are looking for more, are wanting more in their personal lives, in their businesses, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, the honest reality is, I mean, you could hire any coach, start any... Um, mastermind, join any group coaching program, uh, right? You can put yourself under any leadership. um, And if you're not really showing up and doing the practices, it honestly does not matter. Let me say that again. If you're not doing the practices, it honestly does not matter. So this kind of idea that we seem to have of like, oh man, if I just, you know, if I could, you know, go to the five day Tony Robbins thing, I could change my life. Or if I could afford to, you know, have uh, Jenna Kutcher be my business mentor, it would change my life. Or if I could, and we kind of create this externalized center, right? Where if we could afford this, or if we had access to this person, or if we could be in that program, then everything would change. Then we would have what we needed. Then, then we would have results, (laughs) right? But always connected to this kind of external thing that we don't have. And then that's our reason for why we don't have the results we want, why things aren't the way that we we think that they should be, and so on and so forth. And that has really got me thinking about how I approach personal growth and personal development and how much uh, kind of responsibility for that I shift onto um, some kind of, you know, magic bullet solution, some kind of external leader or teaching, um, some sort of resource that I need or program that I have to be part of. Um, And I'm not saying that programs and, you know, coaches and leaders and teachers aren't necessary or aren't helpful. I'm just saying that they are not the end all and be all. And if we're not serious about implementing our own kind of personal life practices, it doesn't really matter what they teach or what they do or what they say. So (laughs) um, my kind of philosophy around this has, in terms of my own personal growth, um, has been that I'm really getting more serious about knowing myself 
um, instead of chasing after other leaders or other teachings, etc., I'm really focusing in on the rhythms of my own soul, getting to know my own self. And I found a lot of that has, for me, has been connected to really getting consistent about what I'm practicing every single day in my own life. Okay. Now, having said that, I am definitely investing in myself and I'm paying to be part of somebody's business coaching program. I'm paying to be part of somebody's personal development program. You know, I am doing those things. I'm, I am reading books. I, I do value um, external perspective and teaching. However, none of that takes the place of my own practices that I'm implementing in my own life every single day. And if it came down to it, and I had to choose between so-and-so's program or mastermind or group coaching and my own daily practices, I would choose my own daily practices. Um, Because ultimately, I really think that the most important thing is is working within yourself, beginning to know yourself, uh, dealing with what is inside yourself. Um, you know, whether that's kind of addressing those shadow things, whether that's getting honest about things that you've tried to, you know, in a sense, hide from yourself, whether that's, you know, providing yourself with with challenges or with grace, Um you know, witnessing your own self, these things that are really, really important that honestly, to me, will bring you a lot further in the long run than just kind of trying to follow after, uh, you know, the latest, the latest guru, <laughs> the next best teacher, um, this kind of externalized person who's telling you, do this, go here, say this. Um, and you may do them those things kind of under their leadership in the moment, but you're not really developing practices that feel really good for your own life um, that you are implementing every single day. So that's a whole thing that I've been working through. And having both worked through that and still working through that, um, I realized that honestly, my biggest passions really lie with personal transformation, personal growth, personal development. Those things are really important to me and matter a lot to me. And as much as I enjoy doing copywriting and course strategy and really working with people in their businesses, what matters to me in a much deeper way really is working with people on their internal work. Right. And I also have zero interest in being positioned as this, you know, guru type leader who really has it all together or what have you, because I am working through so much of my own, um, as I think everybody always should be for like all of time. <laughs> you know, we're always on a journey. We're always discovering more. Um you know, even if, uh, like, if you're f- familiar with the course I did using um, the archetypal stages uh, to kind of think about where you are in your business or your personal life, um, you know, even if you complete a full revolution of those stages, it's not like the journey has ended. 
it's more so, oh, what part of me would be going on a journey next, right? What happens next? Because because we never just go home and hit the sack and have evolved or developed um, to our max. We're always constantly starting into something new, something different, something that should be pushing us to grow, um, potentially change, um, sink deeper, right? And um, and I love that. I love that life is set up to be this kind of cyclical journey, um, you know, life, death, life, growth, change, things coming, things going, um, expanding, contracting. Uh, I've been really captivated by the concept of breathing and breath and how life is really that cycle of inhaling. And in the same way that when we're breathing, you can inhale as deeply as you want. At some point, you will hit an end point, right? Your lungs do not have more capacity. Um, you have to stop. Uh, so kind of that expansion, oh, and it's wonderful and it's life-giving and we're absorbing so much. And yet you cannot expand forever. There, There is a point where you need to stop. Um, and then in, in four, seven, eight breathing, you would inhale really deeply for four seconds and then you would hold for seven seconds. And in that holding, your body is absorbing, you know, all the oxygen and the nutrients from that air. Your lungs are kind of feeling that stretch of expansion. Yet you're not pushing them further, right? You're letting yourself sit with that. Um, and then when you exhale, that, that kind of contraction of pushing everything out. Um, and for seven, eight breathing, you inhale for four, hold for seven exhale for eight. And on that eight second exhale, um, like you'll really feel in even the bottom of your abdomen, like contracting as you like push all of that air out. And then of course it starts all over again, right? And pushing everything out. We're exhaling um, things that our body doesn't need, things that our body can't absorb, things that have essentially been used up. They're tired out. You know, it's old, stale air that we've sucked all the oxygen from. We need to get it out. We breathe it back out. And is it poison to the world? No. That's what plants are going to breathe in. Um, you know, they get to inhale it and turn it into oxygen. So it's that kind of beautiful cycle. Um but the, the big picture there of inhaling, holding, exhaling, um, taking in what we need, then we have to let it back out or it will literally poison us. Um, I've, I've been loving that and kind of playing with that idea in my own personal development and personal growth, right? There are times where, um, you know, I'm taking in, I'm taking in, but I have to, to find a kind of a resting place, a place within myself where I can hold things, not expanding into territory that would be unhealthy that I'm not equipped for, um, that I don't have the dimension or capacity for, um, I'm able to recognize that, hold, value, appreciate, absorb what I do have, release, let go. I'm kind of that contraction, bringing everything down again, um, and then preparing myself for that next big inhale. For me, it's kind of a really healthy way to go about developing and also looking at different parts of my life. You know, if I'm in the middle of a huge expansion with my business, per se, that might be a good place in my personal life or my health and wellness life or my um, relational life 
to be more of a holding season or possibly even an exhaling season, right? Um, and conversely, if I'm going through something in my personal life that's a huge expansion, is really pushing me, do I also want to be doing that in my business and in my relationships and, you know, in different parts of my life so I can, I can begin to find some balance? Oh, wow, I notice that I'm expanding really hard here or really far here. I don't think that's healthy. Oh, wow, I notice that this part of my life contracted down really hard. It's gotten really small and I haven't really breathed air back into it. How can I bring some expansion to this part of my life? Um, and, and for me, that's been an ebb and a flow that I can, I've been able to have a lot of grace with, uh, that I've been able to use in my own kind of personal development as I'm looking for where should I be growing? Where might I be suffocating myself? Um, where am I potentially expanding a little too far where it's just starting to hurt and it's not doing anything good for me? Um, so I, I've really been playing with those concepts a lot, right? Breathing, expanding expanding, contracting. I've, I've really loved that. Um, and then I've also been looking a lot at um, witnessing the self um, to being able to show up in a really open, non-judgmental way, being able to sit with myself exactly as I am, being able to recognize projections in my own life that I create and then, you know, kind of scurry around having to prop up. <laughs> um and instead of investing so much time and energy into propping up projections that uh, aren't even authentic to who I am, um, being able to start to release more and more of my fullest self, my truest self, my honest self, um, as opposed to a created version that maybe I thought people would like more or be more palatable or would go over better or would meet people's expectations more. Right, slowly starting to to reduce the projection parts of Hannah, um, and even sometimes the aspirational parts of Hannah. Right, I I push too hard to be who I think I should be. Um, right, that aspirational self, and I don't give enough grace and acknowledgement and presence to who I actually am. Um, and who I am is worthy of being loved, seen, and accepted, and lived out in the world um, right now. I don't have to be a projected aspirational version of myself to be enough. And that's been really powerful for me also. So I say all of that to kind of key you in a little bit to where I am on my own journey. And I know this podcast started way back with me doing episodes um, about things like holding space, primary questions, limiting mindsets. And I just wanted to kind of go back to giving you a little bit of my heart on kind of my own journey, my own growth, where I'm at with things. And, and honestly, I'm loving so much of where I'm at. I'm loving the personal practices I'm implementing. And I'll, I'll talk a lot more specifics about those in upcoming episodes. Um, I'm loving this recognition of kind of breathing, expansion, contraction as a way of understanding my own kind of internal rhythms. And I'm loving that I don't have to chase after silver bullets and magical teachers and gurus <laughs> uh, in order to feel really good about where I'm at and how I'm growing 
And, you know, I, I certainly am able to listen to other voices and take in other ideas and teachings, but um, I'm much less likely to be swayed from kind of my own practices and what's feeling really good for me. And that's one thing to add something in or take something out and, and kind of play with a stable, balanced foundation that feels healthy as opposed to just running from one thing to the next without really having a foundation of your own. So that's what I'm kind of finding there. I would love for you to join me on the journey. Like I say, I'm going to be getting really specific about some of the practices that I'm doing, not because I think everybody should do these practices to win at life or anything like that, but just to give you some thoughts about things that maybe you might be interested in trying. So that's kind of my heart and my goal there. Thank you so much for listening to You Don't Need a Guru. I hope that you are able to find some things to implement in your own life that will make a difference. And if you ever want to talk to me personally about how we can work together, I love doing one-on-one coaching as well as group programs. I probably have something going right now that may be a good fit for you. Feel free to reach out and let's start a conversation.